You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, November 5th, 2021. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Jay Book, before we look ahead, let's look back a little bit. I'm curious to get your thoughts on the college football playoff rankings. You and I have not talked since they were released on Tuesday night. I expected the Buckeyes would be ranked 7th. I didn't necessarily think they should be ranked 7th. I just figured they would be. Them being ranked 5th, fantastic news. Curious to get your thoughts. Were you surprised? And just your thoughts on the Buckeyes being number five. Yeah, I was surprised, Dave. I, I uh, also had Ohio State coming in seven. I thought Cincinnati would be much higher as well as Oklahoma. So it is a pleasant surprise to see Ohio State up that high. Uh, with Ohio State's resume coming down the stretch, I believe they had the toughest schedule uh, coming down with Michigan and Michigan State, two top seven teams. If, as long as those guys can went out and Ohio State faces an undefeated Michigan State team and a one-loss Michigan team, you're talking about the best overall resume out of any team. And with them sitting at five, it's in their hands to get in there. I truly believe if Ohio State can win out and they look impressive, I think they can get all the way up to number two. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, now we know for sure. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt. I don't – and maybe there wouldn't have been J-Book, even if they were seventh. If they would have won out, they'd be in. Now there's absolutely no doubt. If they win out, they're in. Absolutely. And the, the game that really scares me, though, when it comes to Ohio State's opponents is Michigan State at Purdue this weekend. I mean, Vegas has added a three-point line. This is a classic Purdue trap game where, you know, every, they come in playing a, a top-five team, and all of a sudden Purdue just turns into – someone that they haven't been all year and pulls the upset. So Ohio State, I said earlier, if they can, if if Michigan State was sitting in that two or three spot, it's good for Ohio State because that's going to be a quality win. And you look at some of the other guys, Minnesota, um, even though they lost to Bowling Green, Minnesota controls their own destiny. They can go to the Big Ten Championship as a 10-2 and uh, football team. So Ohio State has their resume. They have the games ahead of them. Uh, it's not going to be easy by any means. Uh, I expect Nebraska this weekend to give it everything that they have, especially with Scott Frost against the ropes. And the way that Michigan State is playing under Mel Tucker, they're playing some of their best football. They, they do have some warts. But if you look at Kenneth Walker, he is a legitimate Heisman finalist, in my opinion. And they're playing some – confident football and they mirror the attitude of Mel Tucker they're a hard-nosed no-nonsense type of football team and the game in Ann Arbor that's going to be a tough game I, I still love Ohio State in that game but you better believe that Jim Harbaugh will have that team fired up ready to play for that uh, last game of November 
interesting thing about the Michigan State Purdue game, as you mentioned, first of all, I mean, it's just a, a field goal spread. Michigan State favored by three, three and a half, depending on where you're looking. If Purdue does win, it won't be much of an upset. And then the thing is, though, from Ohio State standpoint, Purdue then undoubtedly would be ranked and, you know, probably not just like barely 25th, probably like decently in the top 20. And Michigan State would still be ranked too. Michigan would still be ranked, obviously. Um, what about this gauntlet, man? This is, I, I have, you know, I mean, I know Nebraska's three and six, but they're, they have the number 17 total offense in the country. They have the number 44 total defense in the country, the number 27 scoring defense in the country. And that's the easiest team Ohio State will play down the stretch, quote unquote, is Nebraska this week. Nebraska, Purdue, Michigan State, Michigan. What a gauntlet in November. It's fun, though. It's fun, but what a gauntlet. It's fun because you're going into this stretch here, Dave, and it's almost like a mini playoff unto itself. Ohio State has zero room for error here. They get, they definitely have to win out. The Nebraska football team, I feel like they are a better football team than what their record indicates. I, I feel like they're constantly shooting themselves in the foot. They get so close, but yet they're so far away as a program because they, they come right up to the line, and it looks like Nebraska has a shot to win this game, and they just cannot finish. I mean, I, I saw some type of stat. It's going on like double-digit fourth-quarter um, games where Scott Frost has lost by less than a touchdown or something crazy like that. So they're right there in the mix, and Ohio State has had Nebraska's number uh, since they've joined the Big Ten. This will be the first – early game uh, for Ohio State playing at Nebraska since they've joined the Big Ten. It's going to be 11 a.m. kickoff time there, so they're going to be up a little bit earlier. And this Ohio State team, everything, their destiny is ahead of them. I truly believe if they, if they can win out, Dave, you are looking at a potential rematch with Oregon because I think Oregon has the opportunity to slide to that uh, number three spot. And this is, you know, just taking into consideration that Georgia would beat Alabama, which would put Alabama out. And if that's the case with an Oregon-Ohio State rematch, potentially in Miami, Ohio State is going to have the opportunity to revenge that loss and then have the opportunity to play Georgia in Indianapolis for a national championship right on Ohio State's backyard, which will be a heck of a scene having – uh, this that Georgia defense versus this Ohio State offense inside on the fast track. That is the matchup that everybody wants to see in college football. We'll give our final score predictions a little bit later, as Jay Book and I do every Friday on the show. Before we get to that, I'm curious to get your take on this very broad question. But when you look at this team, Jay Book, what needs to improve the most, both offensively and defensively? Give me one thing on offense and one thing on defense that needs to improve the most for the Buckeyes? Yeah, on offense, I will have to say the short yard running attack. I mean, you look at the Penn State game on second and third and short, it absolutely killed this, that offense. I know some people are going to say the red zone uh, stopped settling for field goals and scored touchdowns. So you, you look at the two uh, best opponents at Ohio State at space in Penn State and Oregon, they have struggled in the red zone. But for me, you have to be able to pick up those gritty yards if you're on you, you get nine yards on first down eight yards on first down you're in second and short and you get stuffed for enough for zero yards and then third third down it's the same thing you get stuffed again that's a problem 
those offensive linemen have to be better in that situation because there were too many times in that Penn State game where they were they had a beat on what Ohio State was doing. Those guys were shooting the gaps. And with C.J. Stroud not a threat to run the football, they were just absolutely crashing down. And if you're going to put that on tape against Penn State, you better believe Michigan and Michigan State and even, you know, Nebraska-Purdue, they may not be as talented, may not have the capability as far as the personnel to do what Penn State was able to do, but they will sell out. And if Ohio State can't pick up those short yardage, it's going to hurt this offense because it's going to get them off schedule. Now, as far as the defense, I think they're playing extremely well in the front end. You look at the defensive line, they're, I believe, ninth overall in all of college football in total sacks. Tyree Smith probably had his best game as a Buckeye against Penn State. And that front is dominating when it comes to the run game. Over the last, you know, several weeks, the opponent's only averaging about 1.9 a carry. So they're shutting it down when it comes to the run. And that was the big issue. They were getting gashed in the run game early on, especially against Oregon. And Penn State, they were able to get some chunk plays in the passing game. Outright, they weren't able to exploit guys getting behind the Ohio State secondary. The Ohio State secondary was able to keep everything in front of them and eliminate the big plays. But Sean Clifford was still able to throw for uh, almost 400 yards, even though he had 50-some passing attempts. So they definitely have to work on that aspect. Matt Barnes needs to make sure that you're not solely in zone the entire time. You have to find some type of happy medium to where you're mixing it up. But I do like the way they're getting after the quarterback on the defense side of the ball. They, I felt like the pressure was more when they were able to have design blitz. Penn State had a big problem picking those up. But going down the stretch with Thorne at Michigan State and McNamara at Michigan, those guys will take those little, you know, 10 to 15 yard passing in the zone, guys sitting down in the zone all day. So Ohio State is going to have to clean that up. But overall, you have to be happy where the, where the program is headed as far as this team. I think that a lot of the issues that we saw in, on the defense is not 100% cleaned up in the secondary, but I'm extremely bullish on the front because at, in November, when it matters, when it gets cold in Big Ten country and you have to establish the running game, the fact that Ohio State is starting to dominate on that side of the ball, it bodes well for where they want to go as far as winning it, winning out in this gauntlet, getting to Indianapolis and winning, and then hopefully getting into the playoffs potentially as a number two seed. All right, brass tacks, Ohio State at Nebraska tomorrow, high noon Eastern, 11 a.m. local in Lincoln. Buckeyes favored by 15. I'll go first. I have Ohio State winning this one 45 to 27. Um, you know, now, now Nebraska, they, they only play one score game. So I feel like I'm going out on a limb here. But eventually, I think they're either going to win a one score game or they're going to get it taken to them. I almost went bigger than that. Um, but I'll go Buckeyes 45, Nebraska 27. For this Nebraska team, that would be taking it to them, especially in their house, an 18 point win. So I have Ohio State 45, Cornhuskers 27. What's your final score prediction and how you see this one playing out? Yeah, I have it Ohio State 42-21. I think that Nebraska is going to make some plays. Adrian Martinez is too gifted with his legs um, to not get any type of points on the board. I do think that 
oh, Nebraska will try to uh, mimic what Penn State was able to do in the passing game. So it's up to Ohio State's defense to get that cleaned up. When it comes to the offensive side of the ball, I just look at it as this team, you know, they're going to knock on the door to get you 40 points a game. And I don't think this Nebraska defense is is good enough to stop them from hitting 40 points. Uh, I know you mentioned their staff, Nebraska, but this is going to be the most explosive offense that they've seen outside of uh, Oklahoma. And at the time when they played Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma was out of sorts with Spencer Rattler. So Nebraska, they were able to catch Oklahoma early on before they started, you know, heading in the right direction with their freshman quarterback. So to me, this is just kind of a style type of fight. I just think that it's a bad matchup for what Nebraska wants to do and Scott Frost. I know that Adrian Martinez, he's going to be a threat. And I feel like <laughs> we've been talking about Adrian Martinez in Nebraska for so long, Dave, that I try to rack my brain on all the games that he's been there going against Ohio State and how he's performing. It's kind of a mixed bag of goods there. You know, he'll they'll play good for one series, turn the ball over, and then he'll break off a long run, turn the ball over. So you don't really know what type of Adrian Martinez you're going to get, but I will I will be willing to wager that it's going to be an inconsistent performance from him. It is never an inconsistent performance from Jonah Booker. Thank you very much, Jay Book, always coming strong. Thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning in the show. We appreciate that very much. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Let's hear the Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Mm-hmm.